When Dion coach Prime Sanders took the Colorado job, he told last year's 111 roster, pack your bags, I'm bringing my own, and it's Louis Luggage. The Louis Luggage has arrived, and he talked to them for the first time all together recently, and I'm going to talk about what he said and more on today's episode of Locked on Buffs. You are Locked on Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? This is Locked on Bus. I am your host, Kevin Borba. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Bus your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Louis luggage. It's finally arrived. All of the transfers, for the most part, every all of the new people are going to be on campus. Um, we're going to talk about the coaches' salaries at Colorado. Um, if you didn't know, Colorado's assistants have racked up the highest um, total coaching pool salary in school history. Um, so it shows an investment in the program. And then we're going to talk about a game that is seen as must win for the Buffs in 2023. Um, so let's dive right into everything. Okay. So if you're not familiar with Coach Prime's uh, transfer portal work, <laughs> he's brought in the number one transfer portal class, nearly 50 transfers to replace the nearly, I think it's around 50, if not 50 guys that left the program, um, some of which he may have helped shoe out the door um but regardless the new players are in old guys are out and the louis luggage was finally on campus and he had some obviously some things to say to them kind of talk about their goals i talked about yesterday he says they want to dominate um but he also had like a greeting to them he said we're going to look back on this particular day and this is him coach prime uh, coach Deion sanders prime or Dion coach prime Sanders, excuse me, talking to the team, um, talking to the transfers. Um, and this video was produced by well off media says this was him saying, we're going to look back on this particular day and understand how prolific and profound this day is. Um, Sanders told the team, this is the first day that we've met as a team. This is the first day that we've met as a unit. This is the Genesis of everything. And we're going towards, and I'm truly excited going forward. And I'm truly excited. Okay. And then there's also, he said that. And then other coaches chimed in as well. Um, obviously, he said the dominate thing. He says, we got the best darn staff in the country. They keep asking me about the team and how we assembled this and got rid of that. You know, the most remarkable thing that we've done is assemble this staff. This is what they should be questioning. How in the world did you do that? Because this is a heck of a staff. Several coaches on the staff have been formerly a head coach or they will be in due time if that's what they choose. We have everything in here to win and will be successful. And then Charles Kelly um said something as well he said you were chosen to be here so we got alert a lot of work to do this summer um and then this is probably the the best bar i've ever heard um which at first when i was reading over it it like didn't click but then i was like oh dang dang charles pop off uh he said we're going to, to get started this weekend that's not the this week that's not the quote i promise just remember success only becomes before work in the dictionary this program is built on hard work. It's built on not believing anything that you read about yourselves because Colorado's had a lot of things written about them, said about them, and they are going to have a lot of work cut out for them, but they know that, and that's the challenge that they've accepted. Um, Sean Lewis, the offensive coordinator, also says it's time to go freaking it's time to freaking go to work. What we say does not matter. What we do is going to speak so loud that that's what it's all about. So be ready to go. And then one of the new Louis luggage guys, which he was there during the spring, but emerged as a leader, Shane Cokes, 
um, defensive lineman from Dartmouth, um, which you kind of expect a guy from Dartmouth to kind of be a, a leader type guy just because usually those Ivy League guys are so smart. So they probably have a lot of understanding of what it takes to lead or good leading habits. And so this is, he addressed the team as did Shadur, Jimmy Horn and Travis Hunter. Um, but Shane said, discipline is being early, knowing the playbook, like the back of your hand and being accountable. So challenge yourself and challenge everybody because we're going to achieve nothing. We could set ourselves out for if we don't have discipline that separates the good from the great. So I'm going to hold myself to it, hold you all to it. Be accountable each and every day. Do what's right. No matter what, or no matter how big or small it is. And so, uh, and then Tim Brewster, who's kind of the, the firecracker in the locker room, it seems uh, said the luggage has arrived. Now, what are we going to do? You got to do it now. And so obviously there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of buzz around the, the Louis luggage. That was, I think probably, I think the first thing he said when he took the job um, or like the one of the fear first things we saw him tell the last year's roster that he's bringing his own luggage and it's Louie. Um, and now they're here. And so I think I don't want to say there's like an added pressure, but like these guys have all been on paper of great transfer portal class, probably one of the best ever. Um, I don't know if we'll ever see a transfer portal class as big as this one. But now they have to prove that they are, in fact, Louis Luggage and not like some knockoff designer brand. Obviously, I'm not saying they are. But now it's time to show it on the field. Um, they have summer workouts coming up. Fall camp will be just around the corner. We are currently at the end of May, approaching June. Um, and so that means the fall camp is also kind of approaching the distance, if you will. And so there's a lot to prove. Um, starting spots are to be claimed. Um, leadership roles are to be claimed as well. I think realistically... We have Shadur, Travis. Um, I think the way that Shane Cooks has stepped up as a leader, he'll probably start. That might be it. Jimmy Horn. I would say there's probably seven starters on this team right now that are like players that I think have earned their starting spot. That means there's a lot to go. 15 spots to go. Um, which means there's a lot of opportunity for guys to transfer who transferred in um, looking for a bigger opportunity or guys who um, have a chance to prove themselves. Um, there's a lot of spots open to prove themselves. So they must do that. And I think now it's like, I think coach prime and the staff have been saying this too. It's like, they're all here. And now the, now's the time to, to put it together because I think obviously prior to this weekend when they all got there, they were just an on paper discussion, but now it's like, it's no longer on paper. And so, it's time to put in work and see how the buffs do. Um, it's going to be exciting. If you're a Buffs fan, you know you're going to want to stay tuned in along the way. Um, also, if you guys are looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need the best pro tasting bar ever built. Excuse me. You got to try this. If you were like me and you want to make healthier life choices, healthier snacks, um, you got to try built. Built bars and built puffs are healthy and they taste amazing. Seriously. They're so amazing, you won't think they're good for you. You got to try this. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate, not that fake stuff. They come with unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. Um, they have amazing macros 17 grams of protein, 4 grams of sugar, while only 130 calories. Um, if you don't know where to get them, I got you. Don't worry. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club, while you could still go to your specialty flavor, get your specialty flavors at built.com. 
So head to your nurse Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate bar, or coconut puff. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter puff, and churro puff. You can thank me later, Built Bars. Okay. We talked about um, Deion Sanders and his Coach Prime's Louis luggage being here. Um, it's here. It's time to start putting in work, time to start. I, which, honestly, I feel like they're going to have a lot of, like, hello, my name is name tags floating around because there's so many new faces out there. I feel like coaches really need to – I understand the earning your number thing, but I would like to see some names just so – if I was a coach, I would like to see the names just so I could be like, oh, there he is. So that way I could start putting in, uh, names to faces and stuff. Um, but either way, we talked about how much Coach Prime invested in the transfer portal. Um, he had 50 guys, around 50-ish guys leave to bring in 50 guys through the portal but a lot of people are overlooking how much he invested in his coaching staff um they are going to be the highest paid coaching staff in program history uh which uh brian howell over at buffzone.com had the had this first uh but i wrote about it over on athlon if you want to go check it out kind of broke down everybody's salaries if you're not listening to me right now (laughs) which you should be of course um so when coach prime was hired uh, one of the biggest things that I guess was in his contract was that he gets $5 million per year to assemble a staff, um, which this shows that obviously Rick George and the athletic uh, program, excuse me, I had something in my eye, um, are committed to him being successful at Colorado. And also they want him to stay. They want him to be like, we have everything you need here. Do not leave us. You know, we have everything you need here at Colorado. Let's figure it out. And so, um, one of the biggest criticisms about coach prime when he took the job was obviously he coached at Jackson state. And so there's a knock on him for coaching at the FCS level. Will he be as successful at the power five level? Well, in order to help, um, I guess ease him his way into success, he hired one of the most experienced coaching staffs in the country. Uh, Sean Lewis, former head coach, Charles Kelly, uh, Nick Saban guy, you know, those Nick Saban guys are always to the book, know what they're doing. South and Sari. Nick Saban guy. Uh, who else? Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of everybody who's who's come along. Tim Brewster, very experienced. Gary Harrell, very experienced. Andre Hart, super experienced. Like, it's just experience on experience on experience. And um, Coach Prime is definitely going to be using his $5 million yearly. Um, so, a little bit. Let me break down the salaries, and then I'll tell you why, it's, why they're so important. Um Obviously, the two assistants uh, or the two coordinators, Sean Lewis and Charles Kelly, we paid the highest um, amount. Um, they both received three-year contracts worth $2.7 million. Each coach is going to earn $850,000 in base and supplemental salary this year, which increases to $900,000 in 2024, $950,000 in 2025. And then how... Um, explained that before this season no assistant in colorado his- history had had a salary higher than seven hundred thousand. so they're both making one hundred fifty thousand dollars more than the highest paid coach uh highest paid assistant in program history and then uh obviously while it's more than what they're accustomed to spending it kind of shows that they're bought into coach prime's vision um but other names such as let's see south sinceri let me see sinceri so Tim Brewster, Gary Hart, which Tim Brewster is a tight ends coach. If you don't know, Gary Harrell, running backs, Andre Hart, linebacker, Andre Hart, linebackers, Kevin Mathis, corners will all be paid 400000 425 next year. 
Um, Nick Williams is going to be paid 350000 this year and 375 in 2024. And defensive tackles coach Sal Sinceri is being paid 325000 this year and 385000 next year. And so um, they're basically, I think the total added up to around 4.9-ish million, I believe was what the total was, or 4.5, and then next year it's going to be up to 4.9. Um, yeah, I think realistically this doesn't, it's not shocking um, all of this investment in the program. And before I continue, I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Bus your first listen every day. My everydayers, I appreciate you guys. Um, remember, drop some questions in the comment section. Our first mailbag thing is on Friday. Um, Friday's episode, we'll have a mailbag where I answer all of your guys' questions about college football, the program, whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for tuning in every day and making Locked On Bus your first listen. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Um, but back to the investment in Colorado. To make money, you have to spend money. Um, and to win football games, you have to spend money, especially in this new era of NIL, the transfer portal and all that. And especially when you have a coach like Coach Prime, who if he wins, say, if he goes seven and six, or seven and five, excuse me, or even seven and six, I guess, say he gets to a bowl game, I bet you he'd probably have job offers after year one. Um year two, if he wins 10 games, he's for sure gonna have job offers. So if Colorado wants to keep coach prime for the long term and i know they do unless it obviously doesn't work out which i don't know why it wouldn't um investing in everything that he kind of asked for investing in everything that could help him is the best way to do that and so when the program gives him five million dollars and says you do what you got to do we're here to support you it it's a pretty big deal and plus they're pretty much already getting a return on investment um we talked about it i wrote about it over on athlon the other day um Colorado made from the spring game alone over probably over $300,000 when you count the TV deals and all that other stuff, because they made 200,000 in revenue, a hundred thousand in like, um, let me, let me pull it up. I have it right here. They made, and honestly, it's quite astounding when you think about it, just, it's just a spring game. Like this is, they made a huge profit from the spring game. Um, So, it was revealed that at $10 a ticket, the bus made about $343,000 in ticket sales and then roughly $143,000 in concessions after expenses. Uh, it was revealed that the program brought in $200,000 from the game while adding $123,000 from the team store. So like sweatshirts and all that stuff. And then that's not even included what they made from beyond ESPN. So we'll just call it an even 400000 Right away, Coach Prime has basically already paid the salary for one of his assistant coaches. And he's been on the job for five months, four months, whatever it is. You're getting a return on interest already. And so the more games that Colorado wins, the more success, the more money they'll bring in. But obviously, if you show Coach Prime, if you're Rick George in the athletic department, you show Coach Prime that you're willing to kind of support him and do what he's got to do, well, then your program is going to be in a lot better situation. And so supporting coach prime not only supports him, supports the program, supports the vision. And realistically, the more you support the vision, the more likely he's going to want to stay in the long term, even if co- other programs come knocking. So only salary that wasn't revealed was coach primes, which I feel like is 
at one point, I feel like he's going to get a lifetime contract if he does well enough here at Colorado. I could just see it happening, kind of just like leave whenever you want. But we we like to have have you stay forever. Um, but yeah, the more they invest in the program, the better the program can do. Um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be intense. It's gonna be exciting. It's gonna be all of the emotions that you feel on a daily basis. It's gonna be that because. Colorado football is in a position they've never been in before to be successful with one of the marquee coaches in college football. And so be excited, be thrilled, be what would be whatever you want. Um, okay. Before we move on, I want to thank you guys again for making locked on buffs your first listen. Um, up next on locked on buffs, we are going to be talking about which game is going to be a must win game for Colorado in 2023. We're going to talk about that coming up next. Okay, welcome back. Okay, the Buffs have a great schedule. I don't know why I said okay like five times. Ignore that. The Buffs have a great schedule of competition, but they also have what could be considered one of the more difficult schedules because of competition. So they don't get to just blow off a, a cupcake program like the Citadel in week one. You know, week one, they're they're traveling to TCU. They're traveling to Dallas-Fort Worth to take on the Horn Frogs, who are fresh off a championship run, they didn't win the championship, but they made it there, which is the most success a Big 12 team has had in the playoff ever. Um, and then they have a huge rivalry game. Then they dive. They have another rivalry game. Then they dive into Pac-12 play, playing like two of the top five, top four best teams in the conference. So tough schedule. But friend of the program, Raymond Lucas Jr., he wrote about each um, Pac-12 team's must-win game. So. Every Pac-12 team has a game on the schedule that he views as a must-win game. And if you're a Colorado fan, I'm sure you could guess which one it is. We'll say it on three. One, two, three, say it out loud. Nebraska. Yes, exactly. Good guess. Um, Colorado, Nebraska, week two, Coach Prime's first home game as the head coach. Uh, it'll be a sellout crowd. Uh, the tickets, I already talked about it last week. Average tickets going for like 400 and some. So it's going, it's going pretty crazy. But that is their must-win game, according to Raymond Lucas Jr. And then he provided a breakdown over at 24-7 Sports. He says, Colorado has a highly challenging must-win game for a team that went 1-11 last season. But the Deion Sanders effect is real. The Buffaloes have a revamped roster heading into the fall, and the best-case scenario is winning at least six games and reaching a bowl game. The obstacle is that they have the toughest schedule in the Pac-12, and to get to six games, the Buffaloes may need to beat TCU or Nebraska. So, in case you haven't heard, the Buffaloes are coming, but the arrival could take time. Beginning in the season against beginning the season against college football runner up TCU marks the beginning of a challenging September slate. Colorado then faces Nebraska in a battle of first-year head coaches before things cool down against Colorado State. From there, the Buffs travel to Oregon, host USC. Regardless of talent level, this would be the toughest schedule in the conference, but it's especially the case for Colorado, who may need time to gel. So, I totally agree that Nebraska's must-win. Um, I feel like Nebraska and Colorado match up very well. Um, TCU, I don't understand why TCU's 23 and a point, 23 and a half point favorites. Um, I really don't. They lost so much, um, and I don't get why they're so heavily favored. But say for some reason that Colorado does lose that game, well, whatever. They have Nebraska coming up, and I think they match up really well with Nebraska. So if they could kind of win against Nebraska – which TCU is now 22-point favorites. So it dropped a point and a half um, since the last time we've discussed. Let's take a look at uh, Nebraska. Nebraska is now eight-and-a-half-point favorites. So that went up. Interesting. But I think the Nebraska game 
a lot of anticipation. Um, obviously, Colorado's won the last two. Uh, there, there's going to be a lot of Cornhusker fans there. Nebraska fans, they travel well. I feel like anytime you say Nebraska, it's like saying the word Voldemort. Like the fans just swarm. They, they know. They know. They, they know that I'm talking about them right now. I think their their alarms just went off. But um, again, I think it is must win game though because it could. I think winning a game with the magnitude of Nebraska is a blue blood, whether they play like it or not, or been like that or not for the past decade, <laughs> doesn't matter. They are blue blood. It's a rivalry game. It could get them on the right track. Uh, it could also help them go two and one heading into because they'll probably beat Colorado State. They'll go two and one in the Pac-12 play. It'll help them make a bowl game. And so I think having success early on in the season kind of helps build the team confidence. So I totally agree that it's a must-win game. Uh, I don't know if I would consider – every game's must-win, but there's certain games where it's like you have to win that one. And if TCU is obviously 22-point favorites or whatever it is, there's something that for some reason Colorado doesn't match up well against them according to the odds makers. I'm not saying they don't, but that's what the odds makers think. So – if me personally, I would take that bet to cover, but the odds makers think that TCU clearly has a bigger advantage. We'll find out. Um, I don't know if I'd put a lot of pressure on the first game of the season to be must win. Um, because obviously, for example, look at Oregon last year, got absolutely blown up by TCU. And then they went on to be one of the better teams in the Pac 12. So it ultimately just all depends on um, how well, how quick a team can start. So I think week two is a safe week to say must win. Um, and we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, I appreciate you guys every day for tuning in to Locked on Buffs. I appreciate your comments, your support, everything in between. Um, I am Kevin Borba. This has been another great episode of Locked on Buffs. Make sure to like, subscribe, share. Um, follow us wherever you get your, your podcasts. Uh, make sure to follow me on Twitter. Right there, as you can see, I'll cover all things. I got all things Buffaloes covered, all things Pac-12. So make sure to follow me along the way, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Have a great Tuesday.